The world of story has captivated humanity since the dawn of time. The oldest known form of communication, verbal storytelling is responsible for the continuity and development of civilization from its most primitive moments to its most advanced. Story involves a sense of mystical wonder, but is also a powerful medium for communicating real and concrete ideas that shape people's lives and make them take action. Steve Schramm, marketer, nonfiction writer, and story nerd, and Alex Jagir, fiction writer, wannabe game designer, and story nerd, join forces as worlds collide to discuss how story is the most powerful concept ever known and how it interacts with each and every aspect of our lives, from the most magical to the most mundane. Well, welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Story World Podcast. Steve Schramm here with, of course, the famous, the notorious, the one and only, ya boy, Al. I probably am the one and only, just just like just like this, the one and only. I promise uh, you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you doing, Steve? Man, I'm great. I'm so good. I can hardly stand it. You got a new busy. You got a new kitten prowling around in your office. You excited? Oh yeah, she's oh she's look at that. She's making her story world debut. If you're watching on video, she's making her story world. Debut, so it's real. You know, here's the thing. I love cats. I really do. As much as like we didn't need another mouth to feed, <laughs> and as much as I was rolling my eyes when my wife's like, "We got to bring home this kitten," um, I I can't help it. I much prefer cats to dogs. They're low maintenance. They're sweet. They can climb, get out of the way. That you know, I just love cats, and they think you know, and they're like, cats know they're awesome. You know what I mean? Like, dogs are insecure. I feel like they always need, like, you know, they need you to, like, reaffirm mm-hmm. them or something. They're all, you know. But cats are like, yeah, I'm bad. What you gonna do about it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love cats. That's awesome. So, I'm happy yeah. for you, Steve. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm happy, too, I guess. So, in this one, we're gonna be talking about a movie that you told me about. Like, I feel like it was pretty like right around the start of when we started doing this because you're a big Christopher Nolan Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, and you, you've been you've been kind of talking this movie up and we had finally got to it a few weeks ago and now we're going to talk about it. So we're going to, this episode is going to be on the big screen talking about the movie Memento. And when I say big screen, I mean a big screen. Alex, it's got a huge TV. It's real. It's it's a little excessive, to be honest. It's insane. I, I swear, I can't afford anything now for the next like 10 years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But it, you know, but it, it but makes it was for worth some fantastic it. movie watching and video it. game playing. I'm sure. Yes. So, hey, uh, video games. Are you a, yeah. are you a Zelda guy by chance? Do, are you have you got the new Zelda or? I used to be, and then I'm one of the I don't know probably 10 percent of the population that played Breath of the Wild, and I couldn't get yeah. into it. I, really? I assume like wow. I think it's because like I guess objectively I could say it's like a great game. Like I can see why it's like considered one of the top of all time, but. It just felt like the enemies were the same. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I, and I put in like sixty hours into it. I, I actually like gave it. Oh a wow! Chance. I, I went through it and I just couldn't finish it. It just, I don't know. It just bored me. Wow, that's interesting. Because yeah. one of my other buddies was saying like it's the best game ever. He's been begging me to get it forever so that I could play it and be like just be built bewildered by it. You know. I and, wish I uh, loved it. I really did. Like I said, I gave it a really good go. Like I put in the hours like it, yeah. I wanted to, and I just 
I really well, couldn't get into it. Interesting. Know? So I, I was going to say that's huge. Like video, you know, if you're a video gamer, it's like huge news apparently. And uh, so I'm jealous uh, of people that do love it. I see that at the new ones yeah. at least everyone's loving it. And I just know if I get it and try to play it, it's probably going to be the same thing. So oh, I'm really yeah. upset that people well, get to enjoy it. Maybe you should give it another shot. Maybe, maybe I should. I've debated. Maybe I should just think another 60 hours and, you know, <laughs> boring. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's talk Memento. And yeah. uh, this was, I, I'm going to let you do the synopsis and kind of introduce the movie a little bit, but I, I have to say it was a fantastic movie. I really enjoyed it. So um, no, no holding back the spoiler there. You know, sure. I don't, uh, we, maybe we should start giving these a, um, a star rating, you know, maybe we should just like subjectively, you know, you give it a star rating. I give it a star rating after we're done. Um, That's a good idea. What's, I'm, I'm but what's the, we need to kind of decide on like, what's a 10 though. Like, what's an objective 10 that you and I can both maybe, agree on somehow? This. I don't know. What might be fun is maybe to, um, in another episode, how about we take like a, we kind of recoup after this episode, come up with a rating system, and then maybe we could do like a fun bonus episode or even its own and kind of recap some of our movies that we watched or all of them. And then kind of, uh, yeah, um, I like that. Post, you know, then go back and, and give them each a rating. I like that. That's fine. Okay, that cool. good. So no ratings tonight, but we'll 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 give a star rating to all the movies we've seen so far. Stay like tuned. That. Stay tuned. Stay yes. tuned. But so yeah, Memento. Um, I guess Steve Curry, I mentioned my little background. I'm a huge Nolan fan. I think Steve now is too. So um some movies that we've watched um by him together have been the prestige. I think that was the first one we saw um um together by him. And then we also watched Interstellar, another great movie. And then Memento. So I think this is the third movie we've sat down and actually watched by him. I'm surprised it's taken it this long to watch Memento, but um, yeah, here we are. Yeah, yeah, because so, I love a good t time movie. So yeah, and that's all. It, so um, yeah, full spoilers um, ahead for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, definitely go watch it. So the synopsis, I'm just reading it off from the internet. Um, the film follows Leonard Shelby, uh, played by Guy Pierce, a man who suffers from... I can't pronounce that word, amnesia, short-term amnesia, resulting in short-term memory loss and the inability to form new memories. He searches for the men who attacked him and raped and killed his wife, using an elaborate system of Polaroid photographs, handwritten notes, and tattoos to track information he won't remember. The film's non-linear narrative is presented as two different sequences of scenes interspersed during the film, a series in black and white that is shown chronologically and a series of color sequences shown in reverse order simulating for the audience the mental state of the protagonist the two sequences meet at the end of the film producing one complete and cohesive narrative um yeah so try to i think they said it pretty well but in layman's terms pretty much the half of the movie you'll watch one scene in black and white that's technically the beginning of the movie and then you'll watch a the very first scene of the movie is actually in color and it's the the last scene of the movie and so yeah. you watch a scene in color then you watch a, a scene in, in black and white, then another scene in color, then black and white, color, black and white, and then they meet in the middle, which is the conclusion of the film. I think yeah. I explained that quite accurately enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was a little confusing to me at first, like exactly where and how far back the black and white was going. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. When, at what point in time exactly? If it was like a year in the past or a day or... Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It was that that piece of it was was um was really confusing um it's been a couple weeks since i've seen it 
now. Um, I guess it's been man, maybe a month or so. Gosh, time, time, man. And it's been flies. like at least three weeks because I've been sick for three weeks. I think it was right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's it's been a few weeks now. One of the things that, um, and again, it could just be the distance, in t- you know, in time since I've watched it. Um, plus, it's one of those movies that I feel like you really need to watch over and over again to like grasp all yeah, the things. And absolutely. that seems to be a Nolan thing. Uh, but one of the things that like, I think there were some plot lines that I didn't quite, I, I want to say they're incomplete, but I'm not sure if it's that they're incomplete or that I just didn't quite get. Like, um, you know, there was, there was one scene where um, basically there's this girl that somewhat befriends the guy. And of course the guy's got no short-term memory. And so like, um, there's this one scene where they, um, where she comes in acting like her boy, I think it was her boyfriend, like really messed her up. Um, someone who owed her boyfriend money or someone, some, someone yeah. who her boyfriend owed money. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like really mess. But then like, so in one scene you saw that. And so like, you're kind of thinking that, right. But then as it goes back further, you see what actually happened is like, she took advantage of his memory loss and like intentionally like made him really, really mad. It wasn't really clear to me, number one, like, so she made him really, really mad and got her to like hit her, got him to hit her. And then she like goes out to the car and then he comes in later and he like totally forgets that it ever happened. Um, That was one of those things where like, it wasn't really clear to me in the moment why she did that. Cause like, I I didn't really see like some huge resolution like uh in earlier slash later in the story like to that whole storyline that 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 really brought all that together and then like so i didn't really see why she did that like what part it actually had to play and then also i felt it was a little inconsistent because it at least seemed like there were longer periods of time that he could go like you know what i mean and like still have his memory where like in that particular scene, it couldn't have been more than like a five minute real time period of time between when she had that to happen, went out to the car and came back in and then he forgot again. Like it, it real time, it wasn't that long and there are plenty of other scenes where the real time seems longer where the guy didn't like magically forget what he was doing. So there were a couple things that I don't know that they were plot holes and I don't know that they were even the fault of the writing. Um, but as far as like if we were to say anything negative, I think that's really the only negative thing is to me there were some things that felt disjointed and I couldn't tell if it was just because of how sort of naturally disjointed the story was or if it was actually a you know a, a flaw, quote unquote, in the writing. Yeah. So I think um what you the closest thing that you hit on that could come closest to the pothole is like the timing of like the duration that he ends up like forgetting again and yeah. he kind of like his mind resets. So, like, I agree. How how did she notice it out in the car for, you know, five minutes and then wait to come back in and yeah. have his mind, like, reset and he doesn't know what happened versus driving around for an hour and coming back. And exactly. I guess it's one of those things where it's like, well, he just so happened to, that was a five-minute segment where he did. And so... Yeah, because, like, in order for her point to, like, really make sense, like, what if he didn't forget, right? Like, yeah. what if he, what if he had, like, he had to forget and was five minutes enough time for that? Like, and how would she know to come back anyway? So that was kind of like, yeah. uh, okay. that's a little So it's it possible, but it's just weird how the timing worked out exactly. It's just one yeah. of those things. 
Um, I will explain to you, though, that kind of looking, watching it for the first time and in reverse, when you're really just trying to figure out what's happening, that kind of side story can definitely get confusing. I do think that part of it is to throw you off the first time you're watching it. Because you're like, what is this psycho woman doing? What's happening? And basically, like, so if you were to, like, watch it, like, literally in order, what happens is, um, so Leonard, the main guy, um, is set up to have this drug deal with a guy. And obviously his friend, his friend, Teddy, the bad cop, wants him to, you know, end up stealing the money from this drug dealer. Um, And so that's who he ends up um, killing. And that's um, this woman's boyfriend that he kills. She knows about this guy because I don't know if you remember, but kind of towards the end of the movie, which is actually the beginning in a way, um, she goes down to talk to her boyfriend in the car. And it's actually Leonard driving the car. And then when he comes to the bar, she says, you're that memory guy. So she kind of knows who he is. And then when yeah. she realizes that he actually like killed his her boyfriend. She's kind of smart because she starts saying, OK, so my boyfriend's dead. But I have this guy here. I have people that I know are waiting for money from my boyfriend, but he can't pay them. So they're going to come after me. So she literally uses his um, problem, his issue as a way to convince him that he needs to go and and take care of this guy so that she can get him. So it definitely is 100 percent a side side story. It is her side. So in that side story, she's the hero. So you have to look at it from her perspective that it almost switches where. So in her perspective, okay, my boyfriend's dead. I got this memory guy who has short term. I'm going to, you know, mess with his mind and get him to think that this guy beat me up, get him to, you know, like me and make him think I'm good. And I wouldn't necessarily say she was bad, but she also obviously had some issues too. Um, But then convince him to take care of this guy for me since my boyfriend can't be here to take care of him now. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So that's helpful. It's definitely like, I'm not smart enough to have like really caught all of that yeah. during the first watch through for sure. I don't, so, like, I, I don't know if I watched it back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember again, I, I've probably watched it 20 times. And so every time I watch certain scenes, I, I love little things in there. So the first time, uh, I forget exactly where the scene cuts or if you remember, but one of the, his memory cuts where, um, she comes in with her face all messed up after he just punched her. And of course, he's he's forgotten. Now he's like, what happened? And she said, you know, Dodd, Dodd punched me. And that scene goes on. He's like, well, let me take care of him for you. So she writes down the address. And at the end of that scene, he kind of flexes his fist because his knuckles hurt and he doesn't know why. And it's because five or 10 minutes before he had punched her, but he he didn't he doesn't know it. And of course, the next scene you see him punch her, but you kind of forget at the end of that one scene, Man. you kind of see him flexing his hand. He's like, that's weird. Like, a, like my hand hurts and he has no idea why. It's just little oh, yeah. stuff like that. That where you I'd probably it. see just, that. It's so the 20th good. time. Yeah, you know? it's so good. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway. So that's 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 a very fair assessment. I, I definitely feel like I will not be able to fully appreciate what I saw until I see it probably a number of times. And I have to be honest, that's probably true about uh, the Prestige as well. Yeah. You know, I'll, that's it's probably true yeah. there. To, looking at it too from. Um, I guess you could say a from a creative mind um what a difference it from a profit perspective a fan perspective from um a, a way to make something successful is to have people keep coming back so oh, yeah i mean if you can go and watch that's part a huge reason why the first avatar movie that came out in 09 was such a huge success because people kept coming back because they had never seen anything like it before 
the, right. the storyline was okay, but the visuals and the world and everything was an experience that people had never experienced before. And it's kind of yeah. the same thing with the Nolan films where you walk out and you think, wow, I, that was odd. Like, and then not just that you want to see it again, but you need to see it to have it make even more sense. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, so that's so, so cool. So that that is, a I, I think, something that we can legitimately say is a feather in the cap of the movie. It's just how um, how intelligently <clears throat> it's written. And, and not only that, but just how intelligently everything is presented. I mean, when I saw, you know, I was probably by like the third or fourth of those cutscenes when yeah. I was. It takes about that long to really start to understand what's happening, how it's doing it, yeah, how it's doing it, the order of things. Like it starts out very intense. It's an intense first scene of a movie if right. I've ever seen one. Um, and then you kind of go back and forth, and you're like, "Oh, okay, I see what they did there. That's really clever," you know. And um, I love a good movie about time, and um, this was definitely one where time played a pretty big role not in the soup you know not in the sci-fi sense right it's not that time was being manipulated like in um um the other one was totally i'm drawing a blank um even though that was supposed to be somewhat sciency um there's some questions about that anyway um what's the movie what is the movie the one with the guy matthew mcconaughey interstellar interstellar yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I, I kept wanting to call it supernatural anyway so interstellar <laughs> um yeah, yeah. So that one, right? There was time stuff going on that was like potentially sciencey, mm, probably yeah. more science fictiony yeah. um, than anything else. But then this one was not a manipulation of time, at least physically. It was a sort of manipulation of time, just in the presentation of it. And it was really cool how they did that. Now, this is another one. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was like his brother actually wrote it as like a short story. First, I think so. I, th I get confused with um all of his, the movies because it's his brother. He has a hand in pretty much all of them, I believe, yeah. and has like directly like like written them right off the back first, and then Nolan has adapted them to the screen. Um, so yeah, his brother seems to have a hand in most of them, and I think he did for Memento as well. Um, I feel like we talked is is Inception a Nolan movie or no? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. That that's one so where we'll have to watch that one too. Cause I remember it pretty well, but you said you've only seen it maybe once. I did. I saw it one time in theaters and I was like, this was again, it came out a while ago and yeah. I, I was not like any kind of a movie buff, nor did I approach anything intelligently, especially not movies. And so I feel like it would take a little bit extra thought to really understand what was happening um and i could give it that kind of thought now whereas before I yeah. wouldn't have, so. we'll have to do that one again that to me I, you can obviously like the batman ones are are way up there especially like a lot of consider yeah. his second the dark knight to be his best movie which that could definitely be argued but my i uh, my my three favorite are definitely the prestige interstellar memento and then probably inception those are the ones that deal really the most with time in, yeah. in really cool ways but yeah, Memento, I think I was telling you, um, if you haven't seen it yet, well, I hope that you paused this and went and watched it before you started listening to this. But right. I the first day I watched it, I think I was just started college. I was 18 or 19 or something. Mm. And I kept I started to get into Nolan then, and this is one of his older ones. And so I finally decided to watch it. So I watched it during the middle of the day, and I thought, wow, this is great. So then when my mom got home from work, I said, Hey. 
um, you got to watch this with me. So I watched it with my mom. And then uh, my parents are divorced and my dad lived 10 minutes away. So I drove down the road and I watched it with my dad that night. So I literally watched Memento three times the first day I watched it because yeah. I had to show someone how awesome the movie was. Um, Man. It, the, the, the thing that I, what I really like about it is somehow it's almost like a touching movie in a way. So some of the music involved and you really like feel for Leonard and yeah. you really kind of want him to see justice. The movie kind of, it, it kind of takes your focus away because you're trying to focus on the moment to moment. It's very action filled, but then it has these quiet moments where, um, you see him like really, um, you know, suffering with, you know, remembering his wife. Cause I, I don't know if it mentions it in the movie or if it's kind of implied, but since he has short-term memory loss, the the last thing he remembers every single time he wakes up in the morning or has like a brain reset is his wife dying because that's the last permanent memory that he has in his mind. And I just think that the movie does a pretty good job balancing all that out. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, another one, another piece of it that was interesting to me was, so at the end, and I'm not, again, if you haven't seen the movie, this is all probably really good. You kind of, <laughs> when we do these, you know, movie reviews and stuff, like you kind of have to have seen the movie in order for what we talk about. To we kind of pick, so. we kind of pick and go around. I think there's only been one movie and that yeah, was the prestige and, where we and, went from start to finish and that was it. Yeah. And since like me and you were the only <laughs> ones who actually listened to our podcast, probably anyway, it's <laughs> right. like, it's mostly for us. Right. So who cares? Um, but, uh, you know, uh, basically at the end, you know, slash begin middle right the end slash middle i guess is how you would think of yeah. the um story um you know you basically find out the motivations of the guy you know the teddy guy the yeah. cop teddy is that his name the teddy, the guy yeah. who's like he's like plays the he's a cop right he's actually a cop is that correct yeah yeah from yeah from everything that i understand unless he's lying yeah. he actually is a cop that's i think yeah that's he's like He's, and, 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 okay, I'm just going to kind of, like, narrate what my thoughts are on this, then yeah. you can tell me how wrong I am. But, right. like, I think the the idea kind of is he's a cop. Um, the name of, basically, the guy who killed his wife is, like, generic enough. Because I think it's, like, is it the first name and in, in initial? John G. John, John G, right? Generic enough that, like, like... Anybody could have that yeah. name, you know what I mean? Like, and so, um, I think what, what happens, right. Is the cop genuinely like wants to help him. And so like helps, I think, right. Mm -hmm. Him like kind of figure out the whole thing at the very beginning, um, of their, if you will, journey together. Um, now at the end of the movie, that's the guy, the, the beginning slash end is that he kills that guy. Um, but like around the middle, um, you see what prompts him to kill that guy and what you start to understand about the whole storyline is that he took advantage of the situation basically, right? To help to yeah. for him to make um money? Was it was it money? So, what was the motivation yeah, there? So help again, me out with that. If you take if you take Teddy's word for it, which I, I kinda do, um, yeah, he helped Leonard down at first. He was like the only cop or investigator that was like, hey, there's got to be a second guy here. I'm going to help this guy out because no one's. Yeah, right, right. Found the actual guy that was there and Leonard killed him. And then everything was good. But whether he didn't take a note of it or whatever happened, Leonard couldn't remember killing the guy. So he just refused to accept that. He thought that his wife's killer was still out there. 
And right. so, you know, and so basically Leonard, I mean, uh, the cop Teddy decided to take it to his own advantage and say, well, if this guy's just going to be crazy anyway. I'm going to take advantage of this, go after drug dealers, thugs or whatever, yeah. um, have them kill them. And then I'll take their money. It basically right. comes down to. Right, 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 right. And then in the middle of the movie slash the end. Yeah. When everything comes together is where basically, um, is it fair to say that he kind of like either caught on to that or like, like he, because basically Teddy said it. Yeah. Knowing that he would forget it. Yeah, exactly. But, but what he did was he went out to the truck and made himself the note about not trusting him, basically. So yeah. that so That's, that at the end of the day, he would go ahead and kill that guy. And I, so I love right? that part. You know, and was something that I haven't dug deep enough into is the psyche of Leonard. Like of actually who Leonard is. It take away the memory loss. Cause sure, he was yeah. so ticked off at Teddy for lying to him and everything and didn't know what to believe and trust. He was just fed up with it. And so he literally set up his own puzzle because he knew at the end he would end up killing Teddy. You know, he right. like, so he put down yeah. his plate number, put don't believe his lies. Um, and I love the part where I forget the monologue leading up to it, but he said, like he's right now, he says, you're a John G. Like, why can't you be my guy? And right. it's just such yeah. a, it's kind of a very disturbing <laughs> ending, but it's a very satisfying ending. Because the whole yeah. time, right at the beginning of the movie where you see, that he ends up killing Teddy. So the whole movie, you know, okay, he's going to kill Teddy. Why? And I remember, actually, that's a good question for you. I remember the first time I watched it, I knew that there was going to be some type of twist, but I really thought, okay, somewhere at, when this movie comes to the conclusion and the scenes meet in the middle, I'm going to find out why he wants to kill this Teddy guy. And I just did not see it going this route at all. I thought it was really going to show that Teddy really was the killer. And he was like, pretending yeah, his friend. But in the end, yeah. you just find out that is not the case. Yeah, it, exactly. You know, and there's this sense where. Um, let's see, what, what's the right way to think about this? I don't know. It like it was. It wasn't tremendously satisfying, right? Like, like, it, <laughs> like, like it seemed. Kind of. Pointless and. I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> I mean, even though it sounds bad, um, it's like, I guess, I, I guess I just mean it like not everything in life. This is, I'm getting, now I'm getting deep talking about how not deep this is, but just go with me. Okay. For a minute. We're the only ones who listen anyway. So um, it's kind of like not everything in life that happens is like a huge deal. Like that has this huge, like philosophical payoff. Like some things just are, and they just suck. Or they don't suck or whatever, but they just are, right? Not everything yep. always has something larger attached to it, right? Um, and I, I kind of got that sense a little bit at the end of The Prestige, too. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like all this that happened, as crazy and wild as it was, like, it was just to win, you know? If you you know what I mean? If you take Nolan's movies not all of them but just like the kind of the core oh prestige and mental let's take those two they're very if you take it at face value they're kind of depressing movies and shouldn't be ones that you enjoy really when you when you just read the actual right. synopsis of it and yeah. you come to, if you would write read it you'd be like oh that seems like a kind of depressing story i don't know if i really would want to watch that but right man the characters he creates and make and hooks you in um it it <laughs> 
it's just it's worth the whirlwind in the end of it but you're right especially with memento what a small like piece of the puzzle he doesn't kill the real killer in the end he already did that and then at the end of it you're almost up well what's teddy in a way even though he was using him teddy in a way was at least keeping leonard like on a track you know like what what's leonard gonna do now that teddy's dead is he what's what's his life like after that um so really in the end it it almost does kind of have a depressing side to it (laughs) yeah like there's there's this at least there's one sense in which it seems kind of pointless now i guess there's another way that you could look at it in that like ultimately because this guy took advantage of the situation in the end he actually did get his just desserts right like the evil caught up to him and so i guess there is in a, in a way that larger sort of philosophical thing of almost the, the thing that just comes so immediately to my mind is <laughs> the biblical as the biblical sort of you know be sure your sin will find you out sort of yeah. thing it's like eventually it's gonna catch up to you yeah. you know and so that kind of thing you know definitely did happen there if we're being honest probably at the end of the prestige there's also sort of this um, probably the larger, bigger picture thing of some people will do anything and sacrifice everything for the sake of the game, of winning, of whatever, right? So there, I'm sure you could, you, there's one sense in which you could pull out the, like, the larger thing. Yeah. But like, when you're just practically looking at it and you're watching it, you're like, oh, that was kind of like, you know, so you got to got to think about it and do what we're doing, you know, to get to those bigger themes, which is kind of fascinating. Um, um Lowell's rabbit trail. Um, just you bringing up prestige. I keep, just keep thinking about the ending of that movie and how much I want to watch that movie again. <laughs> the ending always, always gets me. <laughs> anyway, it's so good. That's another yeah. one that I've just got to watch again yeah. to really start grasping it. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I guess uh, I think that's it for me with discussing Memento. It's definitely yeah worth a watch if you haven't, or if it's been a while, I'll watch it and. Yeah, and, and enjoy it again. It's a it's a great movie, and especially thing that's only his, I think second or third movie that he made. I think it's his third movie. Um, wild. It was pretty it was wild. really good. But um, so anyway. um, we need to. I, I think I mentioned this before, but I'm going to say it again. I want to do the synopsis for you. We need to watch together the movie Paycheck. You said you haven't seen that, right? I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's Maybe got a 27 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so you know it's fantastic. Um, some of those movies, some of those movies can be good. So now, granted, this is one that I saw like a long, long time ago. And so it may not be as good as I thought it was, but I thought it was pretty good. I'm just going to read the synopsis real quick for you yeah. here. Michael Jennings, Ben Affleck, is a top-notch reverse engineer. Corporations pay him to crack the secrets of their competitors' products. When the job is done, he has his memory of it erased. So it's kind of got like some time vibes. Um, Rethrick, Aaron Eckhart, head of company called Alcom, hires Jennings to reverse engineer a secret government device. After the job, Jennings wakes from the memory erasure to find himself being chased by various agencies. He soon realizes that the fate of the entire world might be in his hands. So anyway, it's exciting. I'm, I, I, we definitely need to watch that one at some point. Okay, absolutely. It'd be, it'd be fun. It yeah, that'd be a good sounds one. cool. I'm up for anything. Cool. Well, so let's do our uh, stories of the week. Memento, great movie. I enjoyed watching it with you, and I enjoyed talking about it. So. And we'll come up with an official star rating at some point. Yes. To be, uh, to yes, be to be decided, to be continued, all of that. 
Uh, story of the week. Yeah, I'll go ahead uh, first. I actually have two. Um, so the first one, and I'll show you Steve afterwards. Um, they just came out with a new Oppenheimer trailer. Have you seen it? Um, no, I have not. So that's one. Again, it's a no one's newest one. I think Steve and I have a uh, have a bro outing. I think we probably were, are going to go to the IMAX uh, theater to watch it because no one films an IMAX, and that's the plan anyway. Um, so yes. new trailer for that, and that should be really good. Um, but then I also, I did run my half marathon last Saturday, even though I was sick and that probably wasn't a good decision. I actually oh. ran my a half marathon in my neighborhood just as a practice. And I, I did excellent, um, compared to like my goal of what I wanted to do. So I ran a two hour and five minute marathon, half marathon out front of my neighborhood, which is a nine and a half minute mile, um, for 13 miles. And so then I set my goal for the actual half marathon to be a nine minute mile, which would get me an hour, 58 minutes. And I knew I could do that, but then the sickness hit and it lingered for a long time. So the day before the half marathon, I finally, I felt better, but my body was not better. So everyone's heart rate's a little bit different when they run. But basically when I ran my half marathon out front here, I, my average heart rate was 158, which was very good. So I knew I could pump it up a little bit. Um, <laughs> but the day of the half marathon, when I was sick after the first 10 minutes, my heart rate was up to 190. And, Whoa. and um, so I knew there, and I actually didn't even realize that until I was about a half hour in the first three miles. I kept pace. I was with the pacing group and I was like, man, I'm feeling tired for some reason. That's when I saw the 190 heart rate. So I knew. Oh my gosh. So I just knew I had to dial it back. But even after dialing it back, there were the last 10 miles, my heart rate never dropped below 180. And it sucked. It was tough. But I ended up crossing the finish line with like a two hour and 17 minute. So that was frustrating. But I'm still kind of happy that I fought through it mentally, finished it. And yeah. what, what kind of was a even better positive is that um, I ran it here and I did really well. So I know that I can cross that two hour mark. So a little disappointed that I was sick during it, but overall it, you know, turned out well. Yeah. Good. So good. That's my yeah, little that's, story. That's, little pet on the does, back there. It does stink, but it's good still that you did it, pushed through it mentally, you know, builds mental toughness. So probably a lot more than I have. So that's legit. Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking. That's what I was thinking is if I could fight through a sickness running 10 miles, yeah, um, that's, I was pretty happy. <laughs> well, I had one story of the week, but now I have two. So I just checked on Paramount Plus because I saw that Paycheck was uh, distributed by Paramount. And so okay. Paycheck is on Paramount Plus. And I, uh, it's got like, oh, you might also like. And I'm like, oh, man, I didn't even realize it, but Paramount's got some great movies on yeah. here. They've got The Core, I mean, which is just a classic. Have I've seen the, the Yeah, I've seen The Core. Yeah. Yep. Classic disaster film. Like, awesome right it's got yep. it got all the all the uh mission impossibles on here uh event horizon the italian job that's a fantastic movie the, the italian oh job. yeah that's a great that's a one. really good one um uh beverly hills cop man they got all this stuff while you say kind of got excited about that so that's kind of it's kind of cool um yeah so my story of the week other than that was just this uh hmm, uh, pardon me. Apparently, that I'm very sleepy. Steve's um, even boring was, himself, ladies and gentlemen. I am. I'm bored already. <laughs> um, 
as this Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. I'm tired. It's been a long day. That's uh, this uh, Conor McGregor tweet um, from a few, uh, I guess it was a few weeks ago now. It says, just got an Amber alert to my phone while here in Orlando. A small and quick setup that alerts everyone there is a child missing and with full description and detail also. Very smart. I would also like to see armed protection at each school also. I have had my children at school here while stateside and I've had my own armed guard present at the school. This was prior to the most recent school shooting also. If she shot her way into that school from the outside, my guard, who is tucked away, armed and unseen, would have seen her and taken her down, saving those children's lives. May God and his best people on earth protect our children. And um, I thought, man, that's just so interesting. Like, on, frankly, a couple different levels. But um, one of the interesting levels that I thought about was like, you know, Money maybe can't buy happiness in the strictest sense, but boy, money sure can buy a little bit of peace of mind when you can afford to have an armed guard tucked away at your at your child's school when the government won't do it. You know what I mean? And so I saw that and I was like, man, that's just really uh, an interesting thing. It was kind of like unexpected. You, know, you don't really hear Conor McGregor talking about that kind of thing very often. Yeah. Um, but the way that he brought it up and he was talking about how his kids are protected, I thought that was really um, nice. And that's cool. And kind of fascinating. I always, so. I always thought that would be the ultimate level where you get to badassery is when you have your own bodyguards. Right. I mean, you can afford oh, yeah. two big guys that just follow you around or that you just, yeah. that, that's the level that uh, you want to reach. And imagine being Conor McGregor's body. <laughs> <You're laughs> Right. Is is Connor protecting the bodyguards or is it the other way around? I would love to see like a funny like montage thing of like of him like scolding his bodyguards for like doing something incorrect. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. I know. And I'm I'm excited. Uh, speaking of Connor, I'm excited to see him. Um. The uh, so I think it's May 30th that the new oh, season yeah. of the Ultimate Fighter is premiering with him versus Michael Chandler and their teams, oh, and then that's going to culminate in a fight between him and Chandler. And I'm just so pumped about it. I can't stand it. Oh, it's going to be. I think... See, I got into the UFC thanks to you. Um, but after Connor had already like yeah stepped away, you know, and so like I would, of course I knew his name because it's. I mean, that's what happens with with fighters. Like you know, really popular fighters, you know who they are because they're the brand and they get brought up. Yeah, yeah. So I knew who he was, but I'd never seen him like fight other than now going back and watching YouTube videos. So mm -hmm. I'm excited yeah. about it. I think. Even though he's kind of had some rough outings recently, I think McGregor's going to take Chandler. I think he's going to beat him. Yep, I have that feeling. And if not, it's going to be really. It's still going to be a great fight, no matter what. Like I it's say, Connor. Like I, I say, I think Connor's going to win, but I think it's like a fifty-five, forty-five, you know, ordeal. Um, Chandler could definitely take him too. It's it should be. It'll be really, yeah, really. I'll be interested to see what the odds makers have to say. On oh yeah, movie. I haven't looked at it. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So, All right, Steve. Another another right, one friend. in the books. Another one in the books. Um, this has been another presentation of the Story World podcast. You're brought welcome. to you by Alex and Steve. Produced by Alex and Steve. Written by Alex and Steve. Um, uploaded by Alex and Steve. <laughs> I don't know. We can just keep on going. We don't. We just you know, keep anyway. So that is all. That I would I would never <laughs> listen to this podcast if <laughs> I was a <laughs> 
if I was a human. At I would never point, listen to this podcast. At this point, we could keep talking now, and it does not matter because no one will ever hear the next half hour sure. things that we have. It's it, that's exactly right. But you know what? Here's the thing. In like 40 years, when like we have our names on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, you know, and all of that stuff, we're going to look back on these early episodes and be like, Man, it was just two kids having fun. You know? We'll be we'll be lucky if in forty years our grandkids even tune in. <laughs> we'll have eight thousand episodes and only two downloads per episode. It's yeah. you. And- that's hilarious. Uh, uh, all, right. all right. Thank you, Steve. Cool. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Al. See y'all.